Caffeinated Culture by Rachel Davis from Standart, Issue 6. We talk about the global coffee industry and what ties it together, but doesn't coffee also provide one of the clearest windows into local culture? When we're traveling to a new city for the first time, what many of us seek out is a good coffee shop, and it often turns out that some of our most authentic travel experiences start in the cup. Escaping the sub-zero drizzle in Reykjavik a few years ago, I ventured into an underground cafe. With its low ceilings and wood-paneled walls, I felt like I had stepped into someone's living room. As I drank my hot chocolate, I watched a group of teenagers in floppy hats and skinny jeans sharing slices of cake and giggling, while a middle-aged couple in thick, patterned jumpers read newspapers in compatible silence. While I warmed up and rested my tired feet, I took the opportunity to observe the interactions of my fellow cafe dwellers, noticing their clothes, the peculiar inflections of a language I did not understand, and what they were consuming. Before returning to the street, I made a mental note of the sign on the door, advertising live music, my plan for the evening determined by a chance discovery. For many travelers, one of the most important aspects of exploring a new place is learning about its culture. Whether this is through visiting museums and art galleries, going to concerts or opera houses, or touring political buildings and famous monuments, we tend to be drawn to the more obvious symbols of culture in order to learn more about our new surroundings. Although there are clearly benefits to visiting such places, they are ultimately a cultivated form of culture and often portray what the tourist board wants you to see rather than the reality of the place you are visiting. Moreover, while the sites listed in your guidebook might tell you a lot about the history of a city and its famous cultural icons, to fully understand your new environment, you need to dig deeper, get to know its people, their customs, and the rhythms of daily life. Like the cafe in Iceland, coffee shops are the ideal place to people watch in a natural setting, where locals have no obligation or desire to convey their culture in a particular way. The lack of a predetermined or defined experience also allows the visitor to establish a more authentic relationship with the place and to form uninfluenced judgments and opinions. Take my favorite cafe in my hometown of Cardiff, for example. On any given day, it is full of friends chatting, people furiously tapping at their MacBooks, and office workers grabbing a takeaway coffee on their lunch breaks. As well as offering locally roasted coffee, it doubles as a music venue, a pop-up exhibition space, and the home of a spoken word night. Because of this versatility, there are a few other places that would offer the same cross-section of cultural behaviors and leisure activities, as well as the chance to observe them. For someone new to my city, visiting this cafe would be a great way to find out about upcoming events, sample locally made food and drink, and people watch. I frequent this shop for the good coffee, creative atmosphere, and the opportunity to support a local business. It has even been the sometime location of my monthly book club. Since establishing the group, we have deliberately sought out unusual coffee shops on the hunt for the ideal venue. Though we may not all have the same favorite place, one thing we do agree on is that meeting in an independent coffee shop is far more desirable than meeting in one of the many chain stores on the high street. The choice to avoid their carbon copy culture of identical furnishings and conveyor belt service in favor of a unique and creative atmosphere is an easy one, and it provides a relaxing, inspiring place to take time over our discussions. In cities where chain stores do not occupy every corner, it is at least easier to find independent coffee shops. However, the mission to find truly local places can require you to navigate a web of tourist traps and a plethora of cafes that call out to visitors with their friendly, multilingual signs and comforting air of familiarity. 
To avoid finding yourself in an environment where every other person is a tourist, it often pays to seek out local recommendations, straying from the guidebook listings that everyone else relies upon, and avoiding hotel reception suggestions where you are never sure if you are being sent to the safer tourist option, or even somewhere that pays the hotel a commission. Although it can be intimidating to walk into a cafe full of local people, being open to new experiences and talking to those you meet is often the best way to make new discoveries. Wandering through the rabbit warren of the Medina in Fez one night, my friend and I were approached by a couple of locals. Initially wary, having been repeatedly warned of the false guides lurking on every corner, ready to bamboozle you with their superior knowledge of the maze of streets and charge you for the pleasure of getting you lost, we sheepishly realized that they were just eager to show us around and talk about their city. They took us to their favorite coffee house, a hole in the wall that we would have never discovered alone. Inside, the cafe was slightly shabby, with layers of colorful rugs lining the floors and walls and a mismatched collection of plastic chairs and wooden benches. Downstairs, a group of local men were laughing and smoking in the dim light, and a subtitled Hollywood movie played on mute in the background. A few minutes later, we were up on the terrace, drinking steaming glasses of fresh mint tea, served so sugary that my teeth ached for hours afterwards. Our new friend pulled out a guitar and taught us a few words to an Arabic song. Between bursts of singing, we discussed everything from growing up in a Berber village to the importance of the communal bread oven in the street below. With this opportunity to discuss local culture and ask questions, I learned more about life in Fez and the hours spent in that cafe than I did in three days of sightseeing. Of course, visiting cafes can introduce you to new gastronomic experiences as well. While spending the summer on a Greek island a few years ago, I developed an obsession with the frappes served at a cafe tucked away in the corner of a sleepy square near my apartment. Though most visitors to the island spent their days on sun loungers outside beach cafes a kilometer or so away, walking past the cafe every day, I noticed that the locals seemed to stay inland. Avoiding the heat of the afternoon sun, or perhaps steering clear of the numerous tourists, they occupied the relative shade of the tree-lined square, playing backgammon and drinking mysteriously dark drinks in plastic cups. Almost black, with just a hint of foam, I could tell they were a far cry from the milky creations served at the beach. For the first time I tried one, it was a revelation. So strong, it was almost syrupy and faintly sweetened. It was nothing like any iced coffee I had tasted before. Despite nearly giving me a stomach ulcer, those frappes were the only things capable of cooling me down and waking me up in the 40 degree heat and are my most enduring memory from the trip. Road tripping through Oregon a few years ago, I could not wait to visit the cutting edge coffee shops for which this part of the US is famous. Guided by my love of iced coffee and eager to try the cold brew that had not quite made it to the UK, when we finally reached Portland, I made a beeline for the first coffee shop. The line out the door was evidence enough that I had come to the right place. And as I listened in on the conversations around me about the overpriced food at the restaurant next door and work stories from the previous day, it was clear that this was a local haunt. Unfortunately, not all towns are lucky enough to have the wealth of good coffee houses that Portland does. And in the last few years, many cities have seen the larger retailers overtaken in popularity by a certain type of independent-style coffee house with an increasingly recognizable design. These are the desperately cool coffee shops, the ones with the minimalist decor and baristas with the ability to create intricate works of art on your latte. While you may not recognize their names, the similarity of these cafes mean that they might not offer an authentic experience. These hipster coffee shops propagate a kind of copycat culture, replicating the iconic, minimalist decor of the original third-wave stores like Stumptown or Intelligentsia, 
but not always the skill of the baristas or the quality of their coffee. On a cultural level, they appear almost transplanted from another place, with an image that is meticulously cultivated and not reflective of their own locations. I visited one such cafe in Prague not long ago. While the place was packed and the coffee pretty good, I could not help but feel disappointed to see that everything was in English, from the pompously brief drinks menu to the music. It was not Costa, but I'm not sure it was a truly Czech experience either. While this is fine if all you are looking for is a decent cup of coffee, at its best, the true independent cafe can be a multi-purpose community space, showcasing local artists and offering the kind of atmosphere that attracts a wide-ranging local audience. Having said that, perhaps what this new wave of coffee shops lacks in originality, it makes up for in a different kind of authenticity, with evidence of culture hidden in the subtle clues of your surroundings. The flyers and leaflets on the windowsill advertising local events, the magazines on the table and the art on the walls. While they may not be obvious, these are the clues that can give you a snapshot of a place. Though visitors may still venture to this kind of coffee shop, consciously or subconsciously, because of a degree of familiarity or preconceived expectations of the products they sell, more often than not, they end up with some kind of unfamiliar experience, particularly in terms of the quality and variety of their offerings. A latte from Starbucks tastes the same all over the world, but independent cafes tend to offer what local customers have defined as their drinks of choice. From the standing room-only coffee bars in Italy to the quietly elegant coffee houses of Vienna and the hipster coffee shops of Seattle, I have learned a lot about the places I have visited through feeding my caffeine addiction. Though unlikely to feature as highly on a traveler's to-do list as museums or art galleries, Cafes can offer an invaluable and often unique understanding of the social behavior and leisure habits of the city's people. And the coffee shop's ability to offer an insight into local differences goes beyond what is being consumed. You might find yourself watching a musician you've never heard of, or meeting someone who is happy to provide responses to the questions that you cannot find answers to online. This is not to say that the coffee itself cannot offer an important experience too. Now that it is possible to order your favorite drink almost anywhere, Visiting a coffee shop somewhere new is about experiencing the subtle differences in and artistry of how it is prepared. It is a fresh take on a drink you love. Whereas large multinational coffee chains may seek to define coffee culture, small, independent coffee houses are more likely to be defined by the culture and community in which they exist, meaning that with a little effort, your caffeine craving has the ability to tell you something about your new surroundings. And while they may generally be excluded from the canon of cultural experiences, coffee shops provide a window into local life that the more traditional tourist destinations cannot. 